Welcome into Lockdown Horn Frogs. I am Stephen Simcox, your host. Game day tomorrow for TCU. What do we want to see TCU do against Tarleton? We'll discuss that next on Lockdown Horn Frogs. You are Locked On Horn Frogs. Your daily podcast on the TCU Horn Frogs. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay, what's up? Locked on Horn Frogs coming your way on a Friday afternoon. I'm Stephen Simcox, your host. Appreciate you joining me. Um, we're going to talk TCU and Tarleton State. Did want to say thank you to um, a lot of our people. I put out a tweet the other day. I'm at Simcox Stephen on Twitter. Um, sorry about you know missing shows the last couple of days. Uh, my wife and I are headed to the hospital tomorrow um, for an induction on our, uh, our new son, TJ. So we're excited about that. And anyway, we've just been busy, you know, physically, it's been hard for my wife the last few weeks. And so I've kind of had some more responsibilities um, around the house, just trying to get things ready, trying to take care of things. And so because of all that, um, the, my recording schedule just been thrown out of whack a little bit. But obviously things will uh, be different as well with the new baby here. But hopefully I'm, I'm planning on trying to, to truck through it and get as much done as I can uh, talking TCU football with you over the next few weeks. So TCU plays Tarleton um, coming up tomorrow at 7 o'clock. Game's on ESPN Plus if you want to watch it on television. And, you know, these FCS games, um, I really think it's all about TCU. And I, I don't mean to be disrespectful to Tarleton. They're actually a pretty interesting program. Um, obviously, historically, there's some great stuff there. And then also they're, they're making the jump up to D1. And so they've been sort of planning this and preparing this for a while. Um, and so I'm sure they have some athletes. I'm sure they have some guys that can come out there and play at this level. But overall, this is obviously a game where you expect TCU to take care of business and get it done. So I really think it, it's not so much what do you want to see as far as winning the football game. It's what do you want to see from the team in general. And so in segment one, we'll talk about the offense. In segment two, we'll talk about the defense. And offensively last week, I wasn't super impressed. Um, now, I understand they're able to impose their will on Colorado and run the football, and I think that's important. You know, Chandler Morris missed, I guess, the majority of the second half when it was all said and done. Um, he won't be available this week, still dealing with a knee injury. So Max Duggan is expected to start. Sonny Dykes didn't say that officially, but he said he expected Max to be the starter. Sam Jackson, I hope, will get some meaningful reps. And the big thing for me on offense is, one, I just want to see – more yards in the passing game. Only 138 yards in the passing game last Friday night against Colorado. Um, Chandler Morris had 111 of those. Max Duggan only threw the ball three times. He was two of three for 27 yards. But one of these quarterbacks, either Max Duggan or Sam Jackson, I assume it's going to be Max, is going to have to play against SMU. Unless Chandler Morris recovers ahead of schedule, um, I would say at the very least one of those guys is going to have to play significant snaps against SMU in a couple weeks in Dallas. So you have to get this passing game scored away. And this is a good week, in my opinion, to try to get Quentin Johnston going. Last week it didn't work. He only had 22 yards through the air. Um, and really, I think pretty much everything was was a little pop pass. You know, they, they tried to get him the ball in and end around as well. But it was another sort of frustrating week in that regard because Quentin was just struggling to find ways – to get the football, and I, I, he's just too good for that to continue. So this would be a great week, I think, 
Take some shots to him in the intermediate passing game. Take some deep shots to Quentin as well. Try to get him feeling good, feeling involved in the offense before, you know, the tougher stretch of the schedule hits and you're ready to go. And also you need to get these quarterbacks comfortable in the passing game. Now, with Max in, I mean, running the football is going to be a big deal, and I expect that they'll use his legs some. I would hope they don't have to use it a ton because I would just believe that, you know, Kendra Miller, Amari Mercado, Monty Bailey, you have plenty of running backs who can tote the rock behind this offensive line against a Tarleton team that should hopefully be pretty overmatched when they take the field on Saturday night. So get the passing game going. Get your rhythms down. Um, get maximum opportunities to throw the football. And I want to see Sam throw the ball some too. I hope it's not just, you know, Sam Jackson in the fourth quarter handing the ball off to whatever running back is is there in the formation. But at the same time, it's, it's a tricky balance because I said this Monday, I'm like if Max is going to be your guy in the SMU game, you, you want to make sure you get him plenty of reps and plenty of opportunities. He's a three-year starter. I get it. He knows what he's doing, but this is a new offense. So I'd just like to see the passing game in general be more effective, be more consistent. Um, you know, running the football, hopefully you should be able to do that whenever you want, and you should do it effectively um, against this team. And so I'm not super worried about getting the running game, keeping it in a rhythm, um, having a certain number of yards there. But I, I think getting the passing game, getting the timing down, some of those routes figured out and squared away is going to be huge on Saturday. And then um, just no penalties. Last week wasn't terrible. You know, there are a few – sort of drive-killing penalties in the third quarter that actually didn't end up hurting the team. But, um, yeah, just a clean game where you're not hurting yourselves, you're not playing behind the chains, you're not going backwards consistently. That would be a huge deal. Uh, and then, you know, finally, I just think it's it's a great chance to do what you did last week, which is spread the ball around. And that was that was sort of the thing that was as advertised. There was a lot of hype around this offense – not much of it panned out on Friday night. But um, I, I think that one thing that did make sense and was did sort of live up to the billing, excuse me, was the fact that a lot of different guys touched the football. And so you hope that that happens again. Get Quentin Johnson involved first and foremost, but also you got a lot of receivers that you think are dangerous. Spread that ball around. Give everybody the opportunity um, to get working and get going. And, and – mainly for both the offense and the defense. You just want to stay healthy. Stay healthy, go into the bye week, feeling pretty good about things, um, and then see where you're at, you know, going into the tougher stretch of the schedule. That starts with SMU. When we come back, we'll talk about the TCU defense, which was really impressive against Colorado. Hopefully they can continue that against Tarleton. Okay, so locked on Horn Frog segment two. Um, so now moving on to the defense, which – Overall, I thought the defense was really good on Saturday. You know, um, Colorado was not effective running the football. Um, they had 113 yards overall, but Alex Fontenot, who was somebody who came into the season with high expectations, he only had eight carries for 31 yards. Really, the only the only thing that hurt them was uh, Lewis, the quarterback, Brendan Lewis. He had eight carries for 42 yards. So there was some scrambling going on there um, that hurt the team. But overall, TCU held up really well. You know, one thing I want to see continue, and Joe Gillespie said this in his media availability earlier this week, getting off the field on third down. And honestly, and he mentioned this, he said by the end of the game, 
they did pretty good in this regard. Six of 15 on third down, Colorado was. And then they were 0 of 3 on fourth down. And that was huge. That first stop on fourth down where Dominic Williams, who had a huge game, was able to break through the line um, and, and take down Lewis on a little quarterback keeper, that was big time. I think that really changed the complexion of that football game because TCU had a rough first half, but they were still able to keep the lead 7-6. And if Colorado found a way to get in the end zone on that first score on that first drive of the game, um, I still think TCU finds a way to win. But I do feel like maybe you're playing from behind. Maybe things are a little more difficult just because Colorado's probably feeling good about things after you know scoring on, on that first scripted drive. Um, I'd like to see some turnovers this week. You know, that's a big that's a big emphasis for Joe Gillespie and his crew. Um, they had the interception against Colorado that unfortunately got, you know, called back due to the flag. But this secondary, um, they can make plays. And Travis Hodge Tomlinson, he's he's shown some great ball skills. Um, you know, they, they got the the transfer from losing Monroe, Josh Newton, who is who seems like a bulldog and just has an ability to make plays find a way to, to get some takeaways and that's going to be a huge deal for this defense. If, if they end up being, at, you know, as shaky as we think, which they played really well in the first game of the season, it's a bad offense. And I think they'll play really well against an overmatched team on Saturday, but the season continues. If we see that this is a defense that's probably for the majority of the year, going to give up a lot of yards and possibly give up some points. One way to flip that is by turn, you know, turning teams over. Recovering fumbles, getting interceptions, putting your offense in plus territory, putting your offense in good field position. That's something TCU really struggled to do last year. Um, for a team that was offensively challenged last season, they just didn't get many drives where, you know, it was inside the other team's 40 or inside the other team's 30, uh, you know, in plus territory. So that would be a huge, a huge benefit for TCU going into this game uh, if they could sort of get the turnover bug going. I'm not sure that's something you can really coach, but I think it's something you can emphasize, and it does seem contagious. If you have a defense that starts, you know, taking opportunities and looking for those opportunities to not only make plays, break plays up, but also force turnovers and flip field position, then I feel like it can be a huge benefit to your team. Um, I'd like to see the pass rush be more consistent this week. You know, they didn't get home a lot, and – it was interesting. It's Colorado. They did not blitz much. Now, D. Winters came off the edge once and he had a sack. Um, but Joe Gillespie seemed to keep things pretty vanilla as far as just bringing three or four guys, um, keeping everybody else back in coverage. So I, I wonder if, if we see a little more of that this week, maybe just testing some things out, getting some different calls in there. Uh, but, you know, a huge part of this new three man front is being able to manufacture pressure. Uh, with your guys. So Dominic Williams, he got a sack last week. You know, can those edge players, can Dylan Horton, can Darrell Cooper, can they get to the quarterback um, and and get home and make things happen? That's going to be huge. You're struggling with depth at linebacker. Um, so keeping everybody healthy is really all I'm looking for there. You know, D Winters looked great on Saturday. I think Shad Banks had some plays. Um, Marcel Brooks is still working back from his injury. But Overall, I just feel like at that linebacker spot, the biggest key to the game is making sure that everybody's healthy. Thomas Armstrong, if you missed it earlier, he went down with an ACL tear. He had had a good camp, so that was disappointing um, to see him already out for the year after game one. But the injuries just continue to pile up there. Terrence Cooks 
out for what we assume is a season after having surgery. Marcel Brooks missing some time early in the year. Um, so just be good to find a way uh, to not lose anybody else, specifically at that position in this ball game. And then quickly, you know, on special teams, I thought they looked pretty clean. Jordy Sandy, I feel like he's going to have a good year punting the football. Um, hopefully it's not something that TCU has to do a ton, but when they do, I think it can be a weapon as far as flipping field position. Um, you know, Griffin Kell, we'll, we'll see how active he is, but, you know, just making sure you're clean on those extra points and field goals. And then Darius Davis, I asked Matt this week, I, I was like, hey, over under four um, punt return or kick return touchdowns for Darius Davis. And he, we both said over, which actually is pretty crazy. But if he got one against Colorado, if he can get one, against Tarleton, which these games are always good for a special teams TD. So I'd like, you know, I'm being greedy here, but I'd like to see Darius Davis get his second touchdown of the year via the punt return and then set him up nicely to hit that over-under that I um, manufactured. I'm sure he's super concerned about that, about this this over-under that I created in my head for punt returns for a season. But, um, you know, having a dedicated special teams coach, I think it's going to make a difference for this team. Um not in this game specifically, but as, as the season goes on, you play more one-score games, more close games, you know, field position and scoring points in, in the special teams game um, can be a huge way to flip momentum and just flip the scoreboard in general. All right, TCU and Tarleton, Horned Frogs and the Texans, Saturday night, game time at 7 o'clock. It's going to be on ESPN+. Plus. We'll have coverage um, all next week. I'm not sure exactly what days yet because we're still figuring some things out. But I'll be cheering from a hospital room tomorrow. Hopefully, uh, baby TJ is already there and I can sit down and watch some football with him. Thank you for listening to Lockdown Horn Frogs, your team every day. We're part of the Lockdown.